Welcome to Decades From Home, a podcast about Germany. I'm Nick Houghton of 40percentgerman.com and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Dilly Algema to discuss the weird and wonderful side of living in Germany. Hello, Nick. Hey, how are you doing, Dilly? As ever, to kick off the show, it is your chance to ask me a question, Dilly. So, fire away. What have you got for me? I was thinking, Nick, we are in post-Christmas bliss. And your daughter is now at the perfect height uh, to upset the ecosystem of the Christmas tree. How did that go? Oh, well, actually quite well. She's sort of, it's a lie to say she's well behaved. She's definitely not that. She's been interested in the Christmas tree, but less so than she was last year. And she helped decorate it so she knows what it's all about. But she got um, Christmas decorations as one of her uh, Christmas calendars. Uh, and it had like decorations in it and Uh so she's been playing around with those and sort of putting them on the low level branches the bottom of the tree just looks like chaos at this point but she's been pretty good she hasn't like uh run along the couch and dived head first into the tree or anything so we're doing okay that's that's my biggest fear of having toddlers on christmas trees but uh, you make it sound very easy Mm. i mean she's pretty good we do uh we don't have a, a guard in front of the fire and we just taught her that the fire was dangerous and she shouldn't touch it and she doesn't touch it. She's quite sensible in that respect uh, and, mm-hmm. and only in that respect and all other respects. She's totally insane. But yeah, she's uh, she's generally quite good. Although mm-hmm. now you say it, it might be something to think about before we pull down the Christmas tree that maybe she uh, runs headfirst into it. That would be quite fun <laughs> to watch, I think. Um, yeah, so uh, this is the, as you mentioned, the liminal space between Christmas and New Year. It's Tuesday the 27th is the record. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling a little bit, a little bit full, <laughs> full of food, full of Christmas. Uh, it was good. How was your Christmas, though? You were doing something rather exciting. If I'm right, you were visiting your boyfriend's uh, mother for the first time in the Netherlands. So how did that go? I was. Uh, it was a peaceful uh, Christmas, getting to know new people and watching my boyfriend in his home habitat. I make it sound scientific, but it wasn't. <laughs> and um, it was new uh, because uh, Christmases have been so far by myself, with my boyfriend or with my parents in Sri Lanka. Uh, it was also a little bit sad because uh Around Christmas time or Easter, I usually miss my parents because we have our thing. And um, I also miss my brother and my sister-in-law and their new baby. And, you know, you miss these huge milestones in other people's lives. But it was a happy Christmas and with a tinge of sadness to it. But that's something that's uh, normal. How do you feel about that? Is it, is it similar to you? Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this in the car. Uh, we went for a day trip today, and I was thinking about this mm-hmm. very thing because I'd noticed that you'd mentioned something about missing your parents. And I feel it's like one of those things where if I don't mention family on the podcast, then people just think I'm kind of, I just don't think about it. But I'm kind of like, I, I'm always thinking about it. But I, so, so. I'm always thinking about the family that I miss a lot of the time. A lot of the the time I spend in Germany does mm-hmm. uh, there isn't a day that doesn't go by where I don't think, oh, I wonder what my family would think of this, or mm-hmm. wonder what my brother would think about that, or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're always sort of in the in the in the forefront of my mind. And, and at Christmas, there was moments, there's little moments where, yeah, you get kind of I wouldn't say sad because 
I've come to really enjoy the Christmases we have here. Hmm. But kind of melancholy. Like, there's my favourite yeah. Christmas carol. I'm not sure, is it Christmas hymn? I don't know. In the Bleak Midwinter is my favourite mm, Christmas hymn, right? But something. it is it's renowned for being the only Christmas song that's, like, deeply melancholy. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. I find it, I think it's yeah. beautiful. Um, it but really just, it's a bit of a, a tearjerker, right? Whenever I hear that yeah. or I hear any kind of church music, I do think of, like, my mum and how she enjoys the sort of the, the whole Christian message of Christmas and all the things she used to do to try and instill that into us as kids. And um, it's never really that satisfying when when I phone my family on Christmas Day and they're all together. You don't really have very mm. satisfying interactions because you sort of, everybody's in the middle of something, you're in the middle of something, you don't really mm. get to have, you say happy Christmas. So yeah, I get, mm-hmm. I get that vibe totally. It can be a really difficult time, but mm. I guess I, I'm more content with my situation. And so it's yeah. less of a bugbear. And plus you've got a small child and it's seeing them open presents and everything is kind of special. Yeah. And if I'm qu- kind of honest and a little bit selfish, it's kind of nice just having it having it all to yourself, you know? You don't have to share yeah. that with anyone. And I mean, that's a real yeah. small part of my mindset, but it is nice just like you've got the three, it's the three of us in the house. Um, mm. And you get to plan the menu. Yeah. There isn't any stress. It's really relaxed. And we just sort of, yeah. it's us, you know. And, and I feel kind of bad saying that, but there is a truth to it. That it's just a little bit easier than having yeah. an army of I people or having to travel somewhere, you know, that can be tricky. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on from the melancholy part of the podcast. <laughs> um, what was, uh, what? so what was the, the Netherlands like? Tell us about the fun differences. There must have been some. Um, this has nothing to do with Christmas, but my boyfriend likes herring. So it's um, in the Netherlands, people eat uh, raw herring with onions. Bloody hell. You can either have it cut up for you, or you can just hold it by the tail and finish it off like in one go. Bloody Northern no- <laughs> Northern Europeans, eh? they go for it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that I've come to love. Uh, it's uh, So uh, we did our herring and onion tradition. And so herring and onion as well. It's like, here is something that is potentially going to make your breath smell a bit funny. And we're going to pair it with something that definitely will make your breath smell a bit funny. Oh, Nick, please tell me you're not one of those Germans that do not eat garlic and onions. I know, I love it. I just just always love it. It's like whenever I see uh, tuna and onions in a sandwich and I'm like, someone's really made a decision. (laughs) I am going to eat these things and I appreciate that I will have to brush my teeth several times afterwards but yeah yeah i'm into it i'm into it i like it i think it's a good idea yeah go on sorry tell me about your herring and onion experiences Um, i am from a very garlicky household so (laughs) so my boyfriend's mother is from bulgaria so we had a bulgarian feast on the 24th that was completely new to me and you had like roasted paprika or roasted peppers you had a bean soup kind of thing with beans and tomato and carrots in it. Then we had uh, Ruska Zalata, which is a Russian salad. I looked that up because as soon as you said it, I was like, I think I know what that is. Do you? How do you know it? I don't know how I know it. I don't, I, well, I know it is Russian salad. I don't know how I know it, but I knew it and I knew all the ingredients in it. And I was like, I've definitely had that at some point in my life. I think I might've had it when I was very small, but. Yeah, it's it felt familiar to me. It's like noodle salad but like better isn't it it's sort of like a it's like a it's got the same elements except there's no miracle whip i think you were talking about creme fraiche in it but yeah yeah tell tell the audience what is in a russian salad or a 
Ruska salata. So you have like boiled peas, boiled baby peas, carrot, you have boiled potato, egg, you can have pickles, you have pickles in it. And then uh, dill, I think that was my boyfriend's mom's addition to it. And then you have like, you know, you bind everything up with mayonnaise. But uh, she went for half mayonnaise, half creme fraiche to keep things light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, it was the first time when so many dishes on the table were like infused with vinegar and oil. It was like very angulate or pickled. And that was a new experience and one something that I like. And I already miss it. Like roasted pe- uh, peppers, for instance. I mean, it's a completely, it's a very soft, chewy texture. Mm. New stuff, new stuff, good stuff. Yeah, I do like the sort of adventure of a, a different traditional food or something like that yeah. like on especially on a festive of period like it's, it's quite interesting to see what others are eating um mm. like i've got a basement full of pickled vegetables that i personally i'm not a fan of but my wife uh, enjoys intermittently and so there is certain things that have some some crossover in germany i, I think all those things i've tried at some point in in germany um or some variation on the theme um, mm-hmm. Especially with Russian friends, they they generally will mm. will produce some of these. Um, although weirdly, I'm fairly sure I had a Russian salad in Newcastle and not in from a Russian friend in Germany. But uh, there you go. I, do you not know think though? Whenever someone says it's got something's got egg in it, that's usually a positive sign. Like as soon as you said yeah. like oh, it's got eggs in it, I was like, well, I bet you it's amazing. Like I bet you it's you it's can't probably go wrong with eggs. Yeah, it's got no. it's got eggs in it. Yeah. That's an indicator of quality. I'll take it. You know. Like there's very yeah. few things I've eaten where eggs were were, were not a, a, a good indicator that this was going to be quality essen. We also had blinis with caviar. Oh, bloody fresh. hell! Look at you. Yes. You're living it yes. up. Uh, um, living it up. Usually, I get a bottle of champagne. It's the only real big expense over Christmas is like a bottle of champagne. But uh, given that. Um, I was the only one that was going to be drinking it. I thought it was probably a bit excessive. So uh, my, my wife got me this bottle of uh, the cheapest champagne. It was like champagne or something, you know? And it was uh, <laughs> it was like in a tiny bottle and it tasted awful. Um, drank that really quickly. Uh, so mm-hmm. <laughs> like I do like that, uh, that, that sort of, um, I'm being, I'm being really luxurious, but on the cheapest of budgets. Um, but yeah, you, you've got a quite an interesting uh, meal lined up tomorrow as well, if I'm right. Yes, we are going out with friends for dinner and we're going to an Ethiopian restaurant. And um, because we've been having a lot of vinegar things uh, the past few days, I'm in the mood for chili again, the Sri Lankan girl that I am. So um, I really hope that they have dorovat. It's an Ethiopian chicken, a spicy chicken dish with boiled eggs in it. It has a very thick gravy. Nothing can beat chicken with chili in a thick gravy. Mm-hmm. I like I I do like Ethiopian food. The the things I've usually eaten are like served on a I forget what it's called. Is it like an angara Enjira, the the bread, yeah. The like yeah. sort of flat bread. And it's yeah. it's quite it's like With the fermented yeah. flat bread. Yeah, and you can tell because yeah. it's got the air pockets in it and you can sort of see yeah. it. It's and really it has a sour aftertaste. It's wicked. And and it's sort of yeah. the food sort of served on top of that and you just dig in and that's yep. that's really good i do enjoy a good bit of ethiopian yep. food but i don't get a lot of chances to eat it i enjoy a good digging in action mm. <laughs> indeed indeed so that sounds like you've got everything lined up all the way to uh to new year um yep. god i think we're doing after my rant about raclette last week i think i've been cornered by 
my wife and her friends into making raclette for New Year's Eve dinner. Yeah, I'm not exactly happy about it. So is he right? But I'm actually, this is my chance to, well, this is the two ways I could go. My thought was I could make the worst raclette and just show them how, how fucking awful it is as a... Is a You're the king of cheese. Uh, but but actually it's, tr- it's, cheese? it's true that I am the king of cheese on all fronts, whether the food or just kitschy logic. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to try and do the best raclette possible uh, with the better choice of ingredients and just an overall better thought process put into it what's on the top of your list i don't know i don't know what i'm thinking is i've got some uh some uh, chili bicer which are like uh, sausages that you dry out and i've got Ah. those so i'm drying those out and actually this might seem a little bit a left field kind of answer but i've been thinking about the kinds of oils that are being used so getting some decent like olive oil decent chi- mm. chili ol- um, olive oil as well a couple of other things mm-hmm. as well um dips condiments those are the things that i think will enhance everybody's mm-hmm. raclette enjoyment and obviously a massive block of cheese so mm-hmm. um, all those things combined will surely come together to defeat the awfulness that is raclette but um aside from raclette I had a successful Schinkenbraten over Christmas. I was quite happy with how that turned out. It was very good. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was much easier and, and far more relaxed than I was expecting. The only mistake being I probably should have cut some of the fat off because it was a bit too fatty on the top. But that's a mm-hmm. lesson for next time. So I was quite happy with yeah. all how that all sort of worked out. So Britmas was a, an overall success, I think. Happy days. As it should be. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Sounds like we had a successful festive period. If if you were in front of me, we Dilly... We had a successful festive period. If you were in front of me, Dilly, I would shake your hand. <laughs> I would yours. <laughs> so, it's Sylvester on oh god is it saturday is it sunday it's saturday right it's new year's eve i believe uh, today listener this very moment is uh is, is new year's eve and you're preparing i'm sure for some kind of blowout party or maybe just sitting on the couch watching terrible terrible television um either way we want to talk about what's been going on in 2022 and discuss a little bit about about some of the things some of our highlights but we thought we'd start off with uh, the obvious starting point for any discussion or review of the year is what the hell have people been Googling in Germany this year? So we went off uh, on uh, on a, a quick hunt. We didn't take that long, one Google search later, and we found uh, the, the Google Annual Review 2022. These topics and questions have occupied Germany, or to give it its full German title, Google Jahresrückblick. 2022. Dieses Themen und Fragen haben Deutschland beschäftigt. Uh, so, let's talk a little bit about what the Germans have been Googling and give us a sense of some reminders of what the hell's been going on in 2022. So, the um, overall top 10 searches have been quite unsurprising. Number one being Ukraine, of course. It's hard to forget that 2022 will be remembered for the war in Ukraine. Uh, the next mm-hmm. two things we have is uh, the Weltmeisterschaft or the World Cup in 2022. But number three is something that I wanted to bring up because I had literally forgotten it even happened. Uh, and it was the Winter Olympics that were held at the start of 2022 in Beijing. Do you remember the Winter Olympics, Dilly? Because I honestly did not remember a single bit of the Winter Olympics. <laughs> Why don't we have such good memories of the Winter Olympics? Most Germans 
do. Most Germans take a lot of pride. In fact, I think they came second overall in the Winter Olympics for um, the medal totals. Um, I know in Britain, the Winter Olympics has always been a bit of a, like a sideshow. It was the kind of thing that was on sort of Saturday afternoon grandstand in the 80s. And it would be like mm -hmm. the only thing that was on television was um, was that. And so bowls, a bit of darts, someone skiing down a slope, um, someone skiing and shooting something. If you were lucky, the bobsleigh. Um, but that was about oh. it. But really, I mean, in Britain, winter sport isn't particularly a big topic. Um, yeah. I know it's much bigger in Germany. I'm guessing, though, for you, Dilly, it's not a particular highlight of the... Uh... It's sports. <laughs> it's sports. <laughs> it's sports. So it doesn't matter. But I, I do wonder, though, maybe on, on the one hand, we have the Winter Olympics and we have people that do marvelous things in on snow in the cold. Mm -hmm. And then we have all the TikTok videos of uh, Seattle, USA, mm -hmm. where it's frozen over and you can't take consecutive steps without sliding down across half the town. How are we the same species? You know? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> the short answer to that one. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I guess it's just the nature of winter. I suppose Britain doesn't really have... As, as bad as the weather usually um, is perceived to be in Britain, we don't have a lot of snow and we don't have a lot of uh, extreme weather in that sense. So that's just maybe why why it doesn't permeate British consciousness. As, as, as. Um, yeah, okay, number four of the overall uh, top ten. We had uh, the Queen, obviously it was the Jubilee, and then the funeral of the Queen. Number five, we have Vladimir Putin. Number six caught me a bit off guard, Affenpocken. Uh, monkey pox mm. and then i was like what the hell who was what is this and again it feels like uh, was i part of 2022 or was i just not paying attention but apparently there was concerns over monkey pox that had people instantly googling i'm glad that like people took covid seriously enough to worry about the next pandemic as they should be too right oh, i think there was some outbreak or some i remember something in the in the sort of ether but other than that it was nothing and number seven is the uh, frauen em uh, europa mm -hmm. meisterschaft uh, which was in the summer and then we had the nations league which is another football tournament a lot of football heavy searches here mm -hmm. and then number nine we have jeffrey dahmer Oh. Um, the famous serial killer and I think that's more to do with a Netflix TV show yeah. but this is something that people love like I'm pretty sure we've been failing our podcast duties by not at least doing one episode about some kind of real life murderer um, that is usually what all podcasts are about uh, but Diddy you're not a big fan of uh, real crime or any of that kind of stuff are you not spending time listening to podcasts i i think i stick with fiction and right now it's uh daniel craig ah okay so that you'd rather go with the fiction than go with the uh the uh the horrific truth um i can understand that too and then the final mm -hmm. final uh search was uh warnung for sturmbuen uh which i guess is just like any storms or just warnings for storms for hail no yeah yeah and i think that was was that the start of the year or the middle of the year there was i know there was there was a few periods where we had some pretty nasty hail banging down on top of us yeah so um again I, I i was looking at that going what does that tell us about about germany what does that what insights can we glean from this top 10 and i was like there isn't really any insights is there this is homogenous searches 
<laughs> I wonder if we went everywhere else in Europe, whether they would just be broadly the same, you know. Um, what do you think? It's interesting that the Queen rates at four. And um, you know what? For next year, I'm assuming that we will have uh, Naden Kosten operational, so uh, utility bills, because we are all deadly terrified of what bills we are going to get in January. Can I make that? Uh, prediction. Yeah, no, you can make that prediction if you want, Dilly. Of course, you can. Yeah, I think you're probably right as well. I'm not surprised the Queen's number four. I, I mean, it was a big global event, and these are all just they are most of these just global events or sports events. But I didn't feel like it was really. I, I would imagine if I looked at Britain or America, there'd be very similar um, searches overall. I thought though that the uh, the the next search that we had overall was like the headlines of 2022 mm-hmm. and um and that was it's basically the, almost the same list in different in a different order uh we had uh ukraine again is number one but number two mm-hmm. this time was affenpocken but this is where we mm-hmm. get to the real german topics number three was yeah. the nine euro ticket or nine euro card, yeah. uh, nine euro ticket that was offered to uh, germans across the summer for three months over the summer which i think we can both agree was broadly a big success i do agree i'm excited for the next step in the the nine euro ticket did you go anywhere interesting with your nine euro ticket i went to work nick i went to work with my it's much the same with as my me. nine euro ticket it's much it same. was exciting i made my commute so much cheaper for about three months i saved probably about 200 and something euros on that journey I so yeah saved nearly 200 every yeah. month yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. So that did you, as, aside from going, obviously, on your lovely trips to work, did you do any mm-hmm. day tripping with your nine euro ticket? I didn't, but I have come to understand that a lot of people could travel, see family and friends that they rarely get to see with the ticket. And I think that's lovely. I think anything that's bringing people together is a positive. It was one of those things for me where, and we talked about this uh, only a couple of episodes ago about the the general state of German pessimism about anything. Uh, and and it was one of those things that started with people going, oh, this is going to be rubbish. It's going to fail. The, 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 the Deutsche Bahn's not going to be able to take it. And then... Uh, it succeeded. And it, yes, the, it was busier and you did get those people going, oh, I can't believe it's so busy on the uh, on the trains. There's so many people. But ultimately, it ended up being a, a broadly positive policy to, to introduce. It was. Uh, did you go anywhere? Uh, we, I did bits of journeys to places and a couple of places that I went to on day trips, uh, just mm-hmm. local area. We didn't really get to go that far, but we did do a leg of our journey to Hamburg using mm-hmm. the uh, using that ticket so i was pretty happy with that outcome for sure um okay uh on the other headlines we have number four is the mm-hmm. um hitzewarnung that happened over the summer the heat warnings mm-hmm. that we had it was really i was trying to my wife and i have this running joke where it'll get so cold in the winter and i'll turn to her and i go i can't even remember it being warm We've done yeah. this for every year for about 15 yeah. years because I'm still amazed at the, the, the sort of broad scope of weather here where you can yeah. have it 40 degrees in the summer and then minus 10 in the winter. And it's like you get to minus 10 and you're like, I don't even remember what it was like wearing T-shirts yeah. and shorts, but it did happen. I remember something that happens is um, when I cycle in winter mm-hmm. and I'm wearing layers upon layers. Mm-hmm. And I have to think, okay, in summer, down the same route, I could cycle in shorts and flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. How did that work? How, how am I on the same route? 
how did this happen how did i get mm. to this place yeah how did we get here yeah yeah certainly i mean you come from a um a, let's say a, a country with a slightly different climate to germany um, slightly different climate I, I, I would imagine you function far better than i do in hot weather um i don't really oh good I that's don't. so good to, i'm so glad you said that i'm so happy you said that because <laughs> i am shit at hot weather tell me more same <laughs> I know that people think, are oh, you from a tropical country? You probably like the warm weather. I don't. I do not like the warm weather more than I like the cold. When it's cold, there are things you can do about it. But when you're warm, you, you have nothing. You know there's a fan. There's no point in having one when it's hot. I feel like we're now kindred spirits, given that I don't really... I just melt fist in hot bump, weather. Eh? Yeah, fist bump across the uh, across the states. Um it is that thing that you were just sort of talking about this idea that people just assume that you must be good at hot weather because you come from a country that has a different climate to, to Germany. So it's mm -hmm. kind of like, it's a like one in the eye for them bastards too. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a real benefit. Um, number five on the list is Layla. And this is referring to a song that was released early in 2022 uh, around mm -hmm. about the sort of the, the start of summer, maybe about May, I think. And it became a bit of a sensation because of its uh, perceived uh, sexist lyrics and its uh, use of toxic max masculinity. It was banned at, at certain events. There was a, a politician, low-level politician, from um, the um, Young Younger Union, which is the CDUs and CSUs, uh, mm -hmm. youth wing and uh for he got into trouble for singing it and uh, a few places uh i think oktoberfest initially tried to ban it and and lots of other reasons and basically it's a song that is uh, one of these uh mallorca kind of party banging type of songs that is quite famous it's what we would call euro pop in britain and it's a song about a brothel and the layla um of the title is uh the the matron of the brothel the the madam i don't know what you would call these people um this sort of the old the, i know i feel very i feel i've suddenly become really british and like and and about and about 10 seconds i went from being like quite comfortable with this topic to suddenly really uncomfortable as soon as i started having to talk about the details of it it's the 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 matron jesus what do i sound like um hello uh, i'm nick and i've suddenly become rather upper middle class um it, it's the madam the the boss of the brothel and and this is the upon Layla and and it's all about how pretty and beautiful she is but there's some of the language is used some of the imagery that's used and there's often there's a use of this word um uh, Luda which is, is is reference to like a hunting term to the to the, the, mom, the uh, well yeah I think but this is quite I mean I get why people would be kind of pissed off because so they use they use the word Luda to refer to Layla and Layla um, is this uh, madam and Luda is the is the hunting word that is used for like bait essentially to attract mm -hmm. people in or to attract mm -hmm. an animal in it's kind of like used as uh, they sort of you can imagine the use of that word and 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 also some of the lyrics are just a little bit a little bit ridiculous it is quite sexist yeah but it's it's in this tradition or at least that's certainly something that they've they've uh, referenced this tradition of um the spider murphy gang who had a hit in the 80s uh, with a song that's is played today in um Oktoberfest and other events, uh, Scandal im Speer Berserk, uh, which is a, a, again a song about 
um, sex workers and the sex industry and, and prostitution mm. and things like that. Uh, and so they claimed it was something to do with that. It all felt a little bit pff, storm in a teacup, kind of semi-culture war topic, but that is... Uh, the topic that's at, at number five. I mean, it seems to me you don't have much truck with this, this Layla song, or you don't. You maybe I've not even listened to it. I don't think. Have you listened to it? Listened yeah, to yeah. It. It's totally missed you. Missed you. Um, number six is Will Smith, of course. The slap. Will Smith. Yeah, but that we don't need to talk about that because it's not particularly German, and I don't really care. Uh, Taiwan was number seven. Taiwan is obviously uh, in a kind of continuous historic struggle with China. Um, mm -hmm. Then uh, we have a very German compound noun here, Energie Pauschale, uh, which mm -hmm. is, uh, yeah, again, talking about these energy bills. So you didn't have to wait, Dilly, until 2023. It's on the list already, <laughs> talking about the problems with energy prices. It's so, already there. Yeah. There yeah, so it's definitely up there. Then we have Qatar, which was the location of the most recent World Cup, and finally, Burgergeld. Something similar to number eight. I mean, somewhat, when it comes to money. Yeah, I mean, are you are you, are you surprised by that, Dilly? Do you think those two topics, eight and ten, and Enigy, Pauschala, and um, Burgergeld, do you reckon they should be higher up the list, maybe? I'm not surprised, but um, that we have two topics in the top ten that have to do with poverty, people not being able to meet their costs, I think is telling. It's telling of uh, the hardships uh, that we face. And, and I mean, we have this idea that Germany is a first world country and we have a certain idea of um, how successful, financially successful people must be here. But on the other hand, things are very difficult. And apparently things are difficult for a lot of people. Google sort of makes these keyword searches for all these different countries and goes ah oh, you know like this will tell you something about what people are about searching people, for and like yeah. yeah and i find like uh, honestly it just says that people are quite homogenous i think again i don't know how many of these would just be in a different order i was quite a highlight for me was the top 10 on series and you had um jeffrey dharma stranger things house of the dragon euphoria the watcher inventing anna LOL, which I do believe is a German TV show. Der Palast, which I think is a TV, a German TV show. Moon Knights mm. and the Boys. And I was like, all right, so there's like two German shows in there and then the rest are all um, American productions or Netflix productions. Same again for kind of memes. They've got the top memes. Putin meme, Will Smith meme, Mr. Incredible, The Rock, Morbius. And again, it just feels like a few years ago maybe maybe when they first started doing this it was quite interesting to see what different countries were googling but it does feel a little bit like these are quite homogenous lists the types of people who are being kind of looked up the top five are usually sort of what i'd expect people to be looking for do you think there's anything that we can that, that this can tell us about sort of german culture is it a case that actually what it's telling us is that german culture is in a bit of a nadir maybe or that it's maybe I'm, I'm i'm just wondering so at number three in the headlines we have the nine euro ticket mm. and then at number eight we have the uh energy well, how do you translate energy well i guess it would be like an energy subsidy right and then we have uh, at number 10, Burger Guild, or um, I don't want to say the word benefits because it's not a benefit, 
uh, unemployment money. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just wondering, I mean, are we not seeing how green the government is? So it's actually not a bad thing that we have these as the headlines. Actually, that's a really good point. It's quite telling that three of the, or two uh, policies and, and, and three political topics that yeah. kind of got into there. Yeah. Um, and certainly... The, the the three things that seem to have got into there are what is the government doing for us financially? Burger Geld, energy subsidies and, and a nine euro ticket. I wonder if I was a, a, a sort of advisor for the coalition leaders that I wouldn't be a little bit happy about that headlines top 10. Yeah. If you look at the certainly the list of, if we compare it to the lists of like the top 10 people or the top 10 TV shows, mm-hmm. if I was tattooed, I would be gutted like Tatort isn't even in the top ten TV shows, you know. Like it's one of the most watched television shows, but no one's really googling it. But that probably suggests that people already know what Tatort's about. They want yeah. more information if they're googling it. But when it comes to personalities, there's a fair few German personalities in there, but not in the top five. That top five yeah. is it's pretty standard: Putin, Depp, Johnny Depp, Amber Heard, Boris Becker, mm. Novak Djokovic. Um, Boris Becker being your only sort of German option <laughs> in there. But, um, yes, I did think of you when I saw that. <laughs> yeah, we're probably due a Boris Becker update, but we just haven't found the time. Um, yes. But yeah, I think, I, th- I don't know, I don't know whether that's really telling us anything exciting about Germany or not, um, but it's certainly a good place to, to start our look at, at Germany in 2022. And it's also the reach of uh, the media do I want to say circus? The, the media attention that Johnny Depp organized around the court case. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh God, I don't want to get into the Amber Heard Johnny Depp story. Mm. I've been trying, I've been avoiding. But it's the reach. I mean, uh, these are the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, top 10 personalities according to Google in Germany for yeah. 2022. But I know a lot of people were talking about it. I just think, I just wonder if maybe if we looked at this list 10 years ago, it would be a bit more filled with German topics and much, much less. Um, kind of uh, international topics um, that's just my suspicion that you wouldn't mm-hmm. see so many certainly with the TV shows um, with the, the the advent of the streaming services that's certainly homogenized culture in a lot yeah. of ways um, and I think a lot of our attention is drawn to these sort of celebrities like Will Smith who do these mm-hmm. big things on big stages or um, Depp and, and, and Amber Heard um, and, and I just wonder uh, the sort of the Gym personalities don't really get a look in when it comes to these these lists. We've had a look around at what Germany was Googling in 2022, but I thought it'd be worthwhile thinking about maybe some of our uh, 2022 personal highlights because there's been a lot. There's a lot of stuff that's happened. It's been a busy year. It has indeed. For us, uh, for you, for me, and also for the lovely crowd on Twitter, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what would you say, Dilly, is a, a personal highlight for you in, in 2022? A huge personal highlight for me was going back to Sri Lanka after three or four years and uh, seeing my parents after a long time, uh, being under the same roof as my parents, my brother and my sister-in-law. Uh, I hadn't seen my brother and my sister-in-law in a long time. And introducing my boyfriend to them. Oh, wow. What was that like? Oh, I was absolutely blown and surprised by how well my boyfriend just slipped into his role as my boyfriend in Sri Lanka. And 
uh, yeah, he was just wearing a sarong like everyone else, going about the garden, cutting plantains off the trees, and my family got along with him so well. My parents were very nice to him and very happy for us, and that was nice. Was there a concern that it wouldn't be like that, or were you sort of quietly confident things would go go well? But, but you never know when, when like, you know, you have... And this is not, like... It's not, it's not like we took the train and went to the next town to see the parents. No. So if they didn't get along, you had like paid for an expensive flight exactly, and booked yeah. a three-week stay in Sri Lanka. You were locked How in. How would that go? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, yeah, Kofkido is a part of it. I certainly uh, would agree with the getting to see uh, friends and family you've not seen. Uh, in a couple of years, certainly with with the pandemic, because that's one of the things on my list was uh, f- uh, going back to the UK uh, twice this year, uh, once mm-hmm. in March. Although in March I did contract Corona, and so I had to spend you did. I, yeah, I had to spend an extra week in Newcastle, sick as a dog for a couple of days. Um, so that was not the best experience, but it wasn't. It was it was nice. It was kind of it was fun. Um, so that's definitely up there, and 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 it was. I, I found it very weird. I don't know what it's like for you going back. I was kind of, I, I was kind of expecting there to be a lot more changes, but there wasn't really. I'm always on high alert when I go back to see, oh, what's changed, what's different, and I was kind yeah. of surprised by by how little had changed. It was kind of, it was very time capsule um, yeah. like to go back and sort of, oh, this is what exactly what it was like in 2019 barring a couple of sort of minor changes so that was yeah. definitely a big one on my list and one of the big things on my list was the return of saint patrick's day on, on uh, the 17th of march that was a big a big day on my calendar at the start mm-hmm. of this year because uh, i really what's missed... the day like for you what saint patrick's day it's uh, yeah. it was 10 10 pints of guinness is what my saint patrick's day looked like i think i remember this <laughs> a lot of people uh giving me dogs abuse for having taken the day off to go drinking but it was it was beautiful it was lovely i had a lovely day in the pub and uh, uh i got home very late and uh and i had a horrible hangover the next day and it was all the things that i wanted it to be it was it was perfect on every it's everything hand. you thought it would be <laughs> i couldn't have hoped for it to be any better um okay i'm assuming all day drinking is not on your list dilly so no, what, it's what, like are the, <laughs> what are the yeah there's no sports no all day drinking <laughs> what else is on your list then what other things do you have on your list of highlights I became an aunt. I became a Nanda, which is paternal aunt in Singhala. Way! Yay! I've been congratulated by friends and family, although I had nothing to do with it. I, I, I just take credit. I think that's what aunts do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can't even imagine what it must be like for the new parents. You know, we are a scattered family, so you don't have mm. family at hand to help with the baby. And even as an aunt, I must say it's life-changing. I spent like a week crying, you know, when I see baby clothes and things. Thank God for masks. Um, you, know. <laughs> you can cry quietly <laughs> you have a mask in your mask. You mask and your sunglasses yeah. and nobody knows what yeah. you're feeling in a supermarket, Nick. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I cried into my mask. Um, not publicly, anyway. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, well, I, I suppose I suppose now is as good a time as any. I've been sitting on this bit of news for a, a few weeks, and, and both the producer and Dilly, you both know about this already, but I don't think the listener actually knows. Uh, one of the, the definite highlights of, of 2022 was my wife telling me that uh, come 
the end of May 2023, we will have a son. And that was a really oh, lovely. That was a really lovely moment that we had That's um, only a few weeks ago. So I'm quite excited about that. We're going to have another baby. Um, I have no idea um, how how my uh, how we'll manage. You know, with two children, that seems terrifying and a really <laughs> stupid idea. But aside from that, it's it's great. It's exciting. So so that's definitely a a big highlight. But um, it's not very funny, it's, and it's far too sentimental. So I'm going to choose something stupid now. Uh, <laughs> you want a master crying too? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need a master crying too. Um, I actually think some of the highlights that I think about most are the podcast highlights for sure. We had some great, we had some banging episodes this year. We had a, um, a fantastic episode with the football ESPN Bundesliga commentator, uh, Derek Ray, who joined us for um, an episode. And uh, that was a particular highlight i really enjoyed the conversation i got to have with with um uh, katya hoyer as well i've been i've been sort of lining that for a while and i was really happy to it's really nice to get to speak to people who whose books you've read so i thought mm. that was a really lovely moment too so um if you haven't heard those episodes go out and and have a listen and uh, there was uh, yeah it was a lot of good interviews actually there was a few really um interesting interviews we had with other guests i always enjoy those interview episodes um and it's something that i hope we get to do a bit more of in uh, in 2023 we also have the 100th episode that was a big milestone for the podcast too and was. and obviously the sad departure of of simon uh yeah. too uh, and but the 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 lovely um welcoming of dilly to the podcast so we've had a lot of changes Yay. and a lot of a lot of things going on so i'm looking forward to seeing where we are um with our highlights come this time next year i suppose some other things that i wanted to take off the list were uh david hasselhoff promoting a regional wine fest that was a great moment I did not see that oh it was great it was so good a local town mayor decided to out of his own pocket ask david hasselhoff to uh, record a, a promotional video and it went viral um, and that was quite fun to see David Hasselhoff knocking out some German again that's always entertaining and so that was a definite exciting kind of thing I always like uh, David Hasselhoff's German so that was definitely a kind of minor Germany highlight Germany has an obsession with David Hasselhoff and we watch anyway it doesn't it there's doesn't there's the Queen and then there's David Hasselhoff <laughs> yeah I mean it's hard it's hard to pin down um <laughs> Certainly, Simon and I have been we're, we're confused by it at the time, um, but yeah, there's a, um, an, a love disinterest, shall we say, with David Hasselhoff. Not a love hate relationship; it's a love disinterest relationship with David Hasselhoff. But yeah, so those were some of the highlights. Um, anything else, Dilly, that you want to mention as a highlight? Well, I have nearly finished one year working as a teacher Woo! in a secondary school. Um, yeah, I survived, and uh, I have been blown away by the amazingness of the kids. If I ever write a book one day about my life, like that's going to be mostly about these kids. It has been a wonderful reason to get out of bed in the morning in the minus degree weather and pay exorbitant amounts for the train, and it's something I love doing. It's really lovely, especially when you find something that you're so well-suited to do in and, and you get that kind of yeah that feeling that you want to get up and go to work and you don't feel like oh god this is a chore um yeah so that is a that's a lovely positive optimistic note to end this segment on 
So we've looked at the top Googles of 2022. We've looked at our own personal highlights of 2022. And I thought we'd finish on maybe some recommendations of bits of culture or things that you thought were were interesting or fun favourites of 2022. So I'm going to kick us off. The first category is uh, news stories. And I've got two news stories that I would offer up as my uh, best moments of 2022 or favorites of 2022 first one is so obvious that i'd be surprised if everyone hasn't guessed it already it's the resignation of boris johnson what a great moment in british history where a total scumbag liar finally was caught in his own net of lies and had to resign boris johnson of course boris bloody johnson um resigned as prime minister in may after totally cocking up his uh, 80 uh, seat majority that he won in 2019 and what was probably more satisfying about the end of Boris Johnson's prime ministership was the fact it was his all all his own fault it was his own hubris his own lies and his own general stupidity that saw him lose the job he'd coveted for so long so that was a definite highlight and another highlight for me was the announcement about the potential legalization of marijuana in Germany mm-hmm. which I just think is an overall on on so many fronts such a progressive sensible bit of uh, uh, policy to put forward um, yeah. and, and I know it's going to take a long time and I know it's going to get discussed ad infinitum but I do think it is uh, going to be a real a real positive step forward for Germany and I, and, and I think yeah for me that was definitely a really positive news story not as positive as Boris Johnson getting chucked out on his arse but so so few things are, you know, Dilly. So few things are. <laughs> um, so Dilly, do you have a new story that stands out for you as like a story that you were like, yeah, um, really happy to have heard that in 2022. Something I that has my admiration is is the protest, the protest of the Sri Lankan people in Sri Lanka against the government and against the Rajapaksha family. And uh, there was one day when uh, people just stormed the president's uh, residence. And he was seen getting into a car and then getting into a boat and then he just skipped the country. People are still struggling, people are still protesting, but that we actually made that man leave the country, that's a huge deal. We made it happen. Hmm. And although he came back to Sri Lanka and I hear today that he is uh, on his way to the US with his family, but he hasn't got a visa and he's going to be touring Europe for a while. And as luck would have it, I assume that, um, yeah, he's going to be somewhere in Germany. I hope not. But yeah, there we go. Should we uh, should we find out where he is and go throw tomatoes at him? We shall. Uh, that seems throw like tomatoes. A, a sensible thing to do. Boards. Yeah, yeah. Shout at him. I, I think the fall of the um, Rajapaksha um, family was, was quite a... Uh, because they've been in dominant family over over politics for family. such a long time and they and it was i think my i didn't really know a lot about sri lanka politics but i was listening to a podcast as it was happening and they were saying that oh yeah and his brother the finance minister and his cousin <laughs> who is in this seat and, and it was just like the entire family with a cabinet yeah yeah it was just like oh this is the mafia really is the mafia and uh yeah that that was certainly a positive and the fact that it was a largely peaceful uh movement as well i think was 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 it was always um good to hear um yeah books um i tried this was my mission in 2022 to read uh, at least 10 books i read 20 
um, in uh, over 2022, thanks in part to my uh, um, public transport commute that I have every day. It gives me a good 20 to 25 minutes of reading time. Um, so both ways, I get a good ch- about an hour at least of, of reading. So I managed to blast through a few good books and I've got a couple of recommendations for you. Uh, the first one is from friend of the podcast, Katya Hoyer, who uh, wrote uh, a couple of books, but uh, the one I read this year was the one we discussed on the podcast in our interview, which was Blood and Iron, which is a story of, of German unification and the fall of Bismarck and the fall of the Kaiser and, and a little bit on World War One, but it's the sort of rise of Germany through the latter stage of the 19th century and uh, a little bit just after the First World War. So it was that was I found really for a topic that isn't so well known and for a a period in history that a lot of people have written about I thought it was really interesting and Katya has a a really uh, nice style it's knockabout uh, some lovely anecdotes some really good um, observations about uh, Germany and that time and its and its movement towards unification and also um, some some sort of pointers mm-hmm. to where Germany is today as well. So I thought that was that was quite good. That was my first recommendation. And the second recommendation is something that I think is it wasn't Germany based. I read a lot of books about Germany, but this one wasn't. And it's uh, William Dalrymple's The Anarchy, which was about. Oh, you did not. Oh yeah, I read it. I read it. Um, it was uh, very good. It was very good. He's blocked me on Twitter. He's blocked you on Twitter. Um, he's. Yeah, I mean, William Dalrymple has some problems, right? But I will get. I'll give him his props. His um, historical writing is fantastic. It's very, very good. And The Anarchy, I thought, was really, really, really on point. I think it underlines a lot of the uh, a lot of the stuff that British people really don't understand about empire how empire started also about the sort of the personalities that we that we celebrate and why we really shouldn't celebrate them um and i think certainly on that that front um i found that to be a you seem shocked dilly why are you so shocked i am the way he talks about the empire british colonialism and Sri Lankans and Indians, it's terrible. Have you read The Anarchy? I haven't, but I believe I have read parts of it. I mean, you'd have to highlight the bits that he'd, he'd not got right, and I'd be more than happy to discuss it, Baby. of course. Baby. <laughs> I don't know how anyone reading that would come away with any positive impression of of, uh, the British. I guess the thing that maybe is contentious is he does defend certain British administrations and he doesn't, in the end, sort of defend Warren Hastings, who was, uh, I guess, the governor of India um, via the East India Company. He does have a lot of positive things to say about him. Um, But there's a lot of there's a lot of very negative things about how that that panned out and and this story of uh, essentially a. Um, hostile takeover by a corporate entity of an entire nation. Um, but yeah, that's really, I, I, seriously, I, I mean, if you want to talk about it in, in, in the future, I'd love to, to pick your brains over it. But I found that quite enlightening. I'll have it read for next week. But that, what about you? What about books that you've chosen through uh, 2022? This year, I read uh, for the first time uh, Haruki Murakami. Ah, I haven't okay. read him before. And um, I think the first book was a collection of short stories. And there's something very ordinary but also absurd, like two people, newly married, and they're just discovering things about each other, and they both want to rob something, a bakery, Mm -hmm. first a bank, maybe not, maybe a bakery, and uh, they just end up eating a lot of, not a bakery, I think they go to a McDonald's or something, and um, there is something very pleasant about it, and and I can't believe that I'm rooting for these people, but I am, and there's a very 
peaceful writing and I loved it. And then I also learned from most of my friends that they do not like his books. <laughs> and um, I'm also familiarizing myself with books on decolonization by scholars from colonized countries. So like Sri Lanka, for instance. And I'm reading right now a Culture and Eurocentrism compiled by Quadri Ismail. So he was a Sri Lankan scholar. Um, it's kind of like heavy reading. I'm also getting back uh, to um, Angela Davis' Women, Race and Class, for instance. You read about the Black people's experience in America, slavery. And it's, at least for me, it's nothing that I can read page after page um, in a day. It's that kind of experience. Um, it's very heavy and uh, there are not many people in my life that I can discuss uh, these writings again with because I know that it would be even heavier for them. There's some great book recommendations in there, Dilly. Uh, I, I think there's some some ones that even I would be quite interested in. I do like what you said about the, the topics that you read about and you can't really talk to anyone about because I have that too, where I'll read mm -hmm. a book and I'm like, there's no one I can talk to about this. Maybe we should start a book club. Uh, we should start a book club. <laughs> we should start a book club. Um, okay. Uh, TV shows. That was the next one, TV shows. I've got a couple of reckies for this. Um, the first one would be, uh, and none of these are, are German television, by the way, um, because all my German television consumption revolves around Shopping Queen and uh, Bauersuch Frau and other horrendous television shows. So I'm not going to recommend any of those. Um, the first recommendation is The Bear. Uh, that was on Disney Plus. I think it's on FX in the US. Uh, the Bear, which is about a a Chicago sandwich shop that is taken over by a a sort of Michelin starred chef mm -hmm. after uh, his brother dies, and it's a really short episode. It's about thirty minutes of the episode. It's really intense. It's really good. Really worth watching. There's that. Uh, there is the Jeff Bridges show. Um, I think it's the Old Man. Um, that was. Uh, fantastic too well worth uh, your time uh, watching that and god just watching jeff bridges at, at any time is always a, a positive so um i would definitely uh, go out and seek that out and find um where you can watch that and my last one is something that i wasn't prepared to enjoy but actually i fucking loved uh wednesday on netflix i thought it was fantastic bit of television really enjoyed that uh really well um, shot really uh, well acted just a good bit of television so there's my three tv recommendations do you have a tv recommendation i do have i have two go on it has been quite a surprising seeing daniel craig going from this uh, suave bond role to this uh, fumbling bumbling detective with an american accent what, what is it that you enjoyed specifically there dilly What's the name of the, uh... the... The development of the life and character of Daniel Craig. <laughs> so it isn't actually... It isn't Knives Out. It is actually just... It's Knives Out. Yeah, it is Knives Out. Okay, so the most recent Knives Out. Uh, Knives Out, the first one. Uh, and the uh, second one was Glass Onion. And Glass the same Onion, series. Yeah. Yeah. I watched them both. Uh, binge, yeah. binge to High Heaven. Yeah. And I liked the first one better. Yeah. Uh, the eccentricism was uh, not met by a character similar to Elon Musk. So, which is what I think Glass Onion was about. I, I don't know if it's just me, but this whole, what's your chakra and that sort of thing. Yeah, I think yeah. someone was having a go at the Gen Z's was what I was thinking. Mm, mm. Um, and Elon Musk. 
I think I, I haven't. You watched it yet? I'm going to have to seek it out based on your. Uh, have I, on, I, I hope I didn't spoil it. No, you certainly haven't spoiled it. You haven't spoiled it for me yet, so that's okay. pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, we'll move on to a couple of other things. Uh, travel destinations. I would recommend Hamburg after a lovely weekend spent there in uh, the summer. Hamburg was was top of my list. But we also had a lovely adventure in Bonn where we met our producer for the first time and uh, we went to the Haribo factory that is round the corner from Simon's house uh, we were so lucky and he's such a, him and his wife are such fantastic hosts so I'm looking forward to maybe getting a quick trip to Bonn in in 2023 any travel destination choices there Dilly that you would highlight Sri Lanka <laughs> of course there's always Sri Lanka there's always bloody Sri Lanka well, for million reasons <laughs> of course of course and the final thing I will add is food wise my first Greg sausage roll after two years was pretty fucking banging so um, I would say that was a highlight what's your food highlight of 2022 the Bulgarian Christmas feast was <laughs> a definitely good a highlight. Good shout. Excellent. Well, Dilly, that's us for 2022. All that's left to say is um, Happy New Year. Guten Roach, as they say in Germany, listener. And I hope you have a fantastic Sylvester. And we'll see you next year. Ah, oh, see, show me up Happy with your gr- grasp of interesting languages. <laughs> <laughs>